Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're interested in listening ad-free, go to patreon.com slash the SCP experience. There you can enjoy my ad-free podcast and never have to listen to ads again. That's patreon.com slash the SCP experience. Now time for the story. The crowd sways slowly to the sound of the hymn. A thousand voices sing. Many people have their arms raised hands open toward the stage. It's as if they are absorbing unseen currents of magnetism that seem to flow off the blonde woman at center stage. The woman is singing into a microphone held in one hand. Her other hand is held up toward the heavens. Both appendages are adorned with large diamond rings and bracelets that sparkle in the stage lights. Her large, overdone hairdo makes her head look ungainly compared to her skinny, petite body. I sway along with all the others, singing along with occasional glances at the hymnal held in my left hand. The song sounds like a traditional Christian hymn, but it's not, not really. It's about the prophet, the real prophet, the one that's standing on stage singing with her eyes closed, Delilah Everdeen. From the preparation I did for this operation, I know that she wrote the lyrics to all the hymns in the book I hold in my hand. And while they're not blatantly about her, they make certain illusions that anyone not under her spell can see. The song comes to an end as young men come out from the left side of the stage, carrying tables topped with sweets and grease-drenched foods. The three tables are arranged in a row behind Delilah Everdeen. As the band on the right side of the stage plays the last note, Everdeen pauses, opening her eyes and surveying the crowd with a benevolent smile on her face. We take our seats, settling in before she speaks. I want to thank y'all for singing with me today. I can feel the glory in this room. I can feel the love and the determination and the will. And I can also feel the hunger The crowd chuckles at this last line. That's right. Everdeen continues, smiling and strutting on the stage in her bright white slacks and blouse. I can feel the hunger. It can be hard to deal with that hunger, especially if you're so used to giving in. And I'm sure the sight of all this food doesn't help. More laughter from the crowd. But I want to tell you that you don't have to be hungry to lose weight. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to starve yourself. Do you want to know how? Shouts of encouragement pepper her from the crowd. That's why you're here, isn't it? You want the secret to a better, healthier life, don't you? You want to follow his will, don't you? More shouts of assent. Everdeen nods, surveying the crowd. I'll tell you how, but while I do that, I'll show you proof that it's possible. 
You can eat whatever you want without gaining a pound. Let me show you. James, Lindsay, and Sharon come up onto the stage. Two women and a man stand up from the front row and jog up onto the stage, smiling and waving at the crowd. They're all healthy-looking, middle-aged people. These three are walking proof that aligning yourself with his wheel works, Everdeen says, stepping over to the nearest woman. How much did you eat every day, Lindsay? I don't know. I don't count calories. I eat a lot, Lindsay says, smiling. Cheers go up from the crowd. What about you, James? A couple of pizzas, two or three burgers, ice cream, cupcakes, donuts. It must be over 5,000 calories, but I haven't gained a pound. In fact, I've been losing weight the last couple of days. Amazing, Everdeen says. She repeats this with Sharon, who says she eats chips and cookies all day long. Those of you who have been coming here for weeks have already seen these three chow down, Everdeen says, addressing the crowd again. We've been doing this for months now. Does it look like they've gained any weight? A chorus of no's comes up. On the screen over the stage, a montage of the same three people eating plays. They look no different. Go ahead, eat your fill, Everdeen says to the three participants. They move to the tables and start stuffing their faces. Do you want to eat whatever you want without gaining a pound? Everdeen asks the crowd. The roaring response is deafening. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can. All you have to do is join my weight loss is his wheel program, and I will show you how. There's no surgery, no pills, no restrictions. Just one little secret that works 100% of the time. And for today only, you can join for just $29.99. That's right, for under $3,000. You won't have to worry about your weight again for the rest of your life. The foundation was alerted to this little weight loss group when our algorithm flagged a police report from the local town. It was from a young woman who said that her parents had both disappeared shortly after joining the group. She said she'd been talking regularly with her mother on the phone ever since she left for college in New York. And the last time she talked to her mother, the older woman was excited about the new diet she'd found that was allowing her to eat massive amounts of food without gaining weight. Then there was nothing. The daughter flew home and checked the house, only to find her parents missing. The cupboards were empty, and so was the fridge, except for a few condiments. The police looked into it, finding evidence that the couple bought into the weight loss is his will program. Their investigation into Delilah Everdeen's program was met with stiff resistance from powerful people in the county. We thought we had all the SCP-2065 instances in containment, but this report sounded too close to ignore. So my team and I were assigned to figure out what was going on and whether it was SCP-2065 or something else. One thing we knew was that Delilah Everdeen had been a popular religious figure in the region, but her popularity had started dwindling until she started coming out with videos and ads about this weight loss group. Now, staff members in the large auditorium filed down all the aisles as Everdeen explains how to sign up for the program. 
Simply stay seated and raise your hand. One of my staff members will come to you. Have your credit card ready. We take all major cards. On the screen above the stage, testimonies from happy, healthy participants play, providing social proof to those still on the fence. I raise my hand, ready to get into the program to gather information. But as I'm waiting, fast movement from the stage catches my interest. What I see tells me we are, in fact, dealing with SCP-2065. The person who runs out from backstage shouldn't exist. She should be impossible. It's a woman, at least it was at one point. She wears a simple blue dress that hangs off her narrow shoulders, like it's on a clothes hanger. Her brown hair is lifeless and messy, sticking out in all directions from a strangely shaped head. Arms, flat and rubbery, stick out at her sides, as if helping her balance. She sways on boneless legs. Her skin ripples with wavy wrinkles. Her eyes bulge from a flattened face, looking around at the people on stage. None of the three participants still eating have noticed the woman. Neither has Everdeen. But many of the audience members have. The energy is sucked out of the room as people turn their attention to the strange sight. The woman in the blue dress starts forward, moving faster than should be possible. Movement at all shouldn't be possible. She turns slightly as she runs toward the line of tables, and I see that, from the side, she's almost completely flat, like a hideous, two-dimensional drawing come to life. Everdeen, apparently following the gaze of half the audience, turns around to see what's happening. She screams, the sound projected across the auditorium because she's still holding the microphone under her mouth. The flat woman moves around the line of tables, ignoring the three eaters, who turn and watch in confusion. Everdeen runs the other way, ungainly in her high heels as she heads for the opposite side of the tables. She's not nearly fast enough. The flat woman crashes into her, and they collide with the table, knocking it over. Lindsay jumps out of the way as the two bodies smash into the ground, rolling through the scattered junk food. Two men in plain black suits run out from behind the stage and rush to help Everdeen. I pull out my cell phone and call my team, waiting outside in an RV. Get in here, I say. We've got a stage three 2065-1 on the loose. On our way, Tom says. I hang up the phone and start working my way out of my row, pushing past people so I can get up to the stage. Those in the audience don't know what to do. People in the front rows, those who got the closest look at the flat woman, are dispersing. Most of the others look around in confusion or stare blankly at the drama on the stage. The guys in suits tackle the flat woman off of Delilah Everdeen, allowing the blonde woman to crawl away, screaming in pain. She's clearly hurt, probably from the collision with the table and then the floor. As I'm still trying to get out of my row, I see one of the men in suits fly backward, smashing into the drum kit with a bone-crunching impact. Then the other security guy goes flying off the stage, crashing into the seats in the front row. Everdeen is now back at center stage, crawling, crying, and screaming for help. No one comes. The flat woman leaps high into the air from behind the overturned table and lands next to the squirming blonde woman. She shoves one rubbery hand into Everdeen's mouth, cutting off her cries for help. She keeps shoving, and the flexible arm goes in up to the elbow. Everdeen is suffocating now, 
and the audience is in complete chaos. People are running in every direction. An obese man crashes into me as I finally make it to the aisle. We go down, the big man on top of me. When he finally rolls off of me and I get back to my feet, I see that I'm too late. The flat woman is eating Everdeen like a snake. Her mouth, head, and gullet have stretched so wide that she has managed to get Everdeen's head and shoulders in. She moves, slinking along, pulling six inches more in at a time. By the time I make it to the stage, Everdeen's feet are disappearing into the woman, who is no longer flat. Her body bulges with her meal. I hear a familiar shout from behind me. I turn to see the other four members of my team dodging down the aisle. Tom in the lead with a flamethrower strapped to his back. Stepping aside, I watch as Tom runs up onto the stage and shoots a column of flame at the woman who screams as she writhes. The rest of my team goes to work getting people out of the building. After several minutes, the woman stops moving. She's likely not dead, but it will take a while for her to recover from the severe burns inflicted by the flamethrower. One thing's for sure though, Delilah Everdeen is dead. We search the building and find another instance of the Stage 3 SCP-2065. This one is a man, flat and rubbery just like the woman. He's locked in a room with a heavy-duty metal door and no windows. I'm guessing he's the disappeared father. And the flat woman is probably the disappeared mother. We'll have to tell the daughter they're dead. There's no cure for what they have. Not that we've discovered. After getting the combination to the safe in Everdeen's office from her business manager, we also find a single copy of the book, Eat Whatever You Want and Still Lose Weight. It's the key to this whole thing. All you have to do is read a few specific pages and that's it. You're changed forever. But it seems that Everdeen never read it. If she had, the flat woman wouldn't have attacked her. They don't go after their own. We take dozens into custody. Most of them are in stage one, which means they need a daily intake of over 4,600 calories. If they don't get it, their bodies will eat their organs and bones and they will advance to stage three, turning flat and violent. We're lucky to have caught this thing when we did. If all the people who were holding their credit cards up had been turned, it would have wiped this small Kentucky town off the map. We're lucky. Damn lucky. But there's no telling how many more copies of the book are out there and how many more desperate people are looking for a shortcut to weight loss. But to be fair, it's technically true. As an SCP-2065-1 instance, you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight. Unfortunately, you eventually get a taste for your friends and neighbors. SCP-2065 is a book entitled, Eat Whatever You Want and Still Lose Weight by Christian Paulman. If an individual reads any portion of pages nine through 23, that individual will be converted into an SCP-2065-1 instance and will undergo three distinct phases of SCP's effect. The first phase creates an additional requirement of approximately 4,600 calories to maintain the weight of an SCP-2065-1 instance. If this additional caloric requirement is maintained, the instance will suffer from no further anomalous effects. 
instances that do not maintain their weight through additional caloric intake, will begin phase two of SCP's 2065's effect. Weight loss associated with stage two appears to initially target the fat stores of the individual instance. However, weight loss will continue even if there is no longer any fat to draw from as internal organs begin to act as sources for the continued maintenance of SCP-2065's effect. The epidermis of an affected individual and most organs contained in the head remain immune to this effect. Instances suffering from second-stage effects will not expire regardless of organ loss. Once the instance's organs and internal structures have been consumed, the instance will enter into the third phase of SCP-2065's effect. The remaining skin will become, through means which are currently not understood, capable of independent motion. This motion includes the ability to stand, sit, and jump. In addition, organs located in the skull, including any remaining bone, will become significantly more elastic than in a normal human. SCP-2065-1 instances in this third phase are generally hostile to living individuals. An additional 14,000 calories per day has proven sufficient to reduce aggression levels to a manageable point. SCP-2065-1 instances in their third phase have proven difficult to terminate, and in most cases, the application of high levels of heat has been required to permanently terminate an instance.